Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The After Show with Mackenzie Stewart and Amy Shannon. We have over 15 years of literary experience between us. Our mission is to educate and assist authors of all writing levels. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Hey, I am doing well. We are entering into um, women, Women's uh, History Month, so I'm very excited about um, Women's History Month. So I'm very excited to... Uh, to talk about someone who is near and dear to my heart, um, Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg, or her 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 given name, uh, Joan Ruth uh, um, Bader uh, Ginsburg. So um, we often uh, just hear her as Ruth, but um, her first name is Joan, and just really want to um, uplift her in um, all that she has done to contribute to um, just the way that we live, the way that we, you know, see the world. And she's definitely very, she put her mark on, um, on history. Um, you know, being the second woman, uh, you know, to be appointed to the Supreme Court, um, you know, she is definitely a role model for everyone, um, but especially, you know, little girls who, uh, may want to be a lawyer who may want to sit on the Supreme Court, and um, she was definitely a role model um, for all of us. Oh, definitely. I mean, I just, um, you know, I recently watched uh, the documentary on her, um, RBG, and that was just, it was, I guess you could say it, it made me re-inspired by her, um, you know, because I always, before she passed, you know, she was, um, I always just admired her, you know, just because, you know, she looked like this tiny, you know, she was this tiny woman, and, but she just, and soft-spoken, but she could real, she just really, um, and I don't think she set out to inspire people. She just wanted what was right. And she loved the law that much that she knew when things weren't right. And she had to figure out how to make them right, such as um, equality for women. Um, and I just think that, uh, you know, she... Not just that, even when she was sick, and if she wasn't in the hospital, she was still sitting on the bench. You know, it was um, still, you know, she, um, I'm getting choked up here. (laughs) She's just this, you know, remarkable woman. After I watched her documentary this um, past weekend, uh, it was on Hulu, so I was um, glad I was able to watch it. Um, I, uh, bought her, uh, you know, her biography that, um, 
you know, she wrote. Um, it was published in 2016, and I haven't quite started it yet, but I've been browsing through it. And I, you know, when you go on Amazon and you can, um, you know, they have like related items, and there was this um, canvas and with one of her quotes on it. So I just I had to buy it, and it just said. <laughs> I, I did. I was like, oh, I need that, you know. I need some inspiration, you know, especially the way things are, you know, not just personally but in the world. And the quote was, you know, it has like a silhouette of her, but it says women belong in all places where decisions are being made. And that just kind of, you know, it resonated with me. I mean, um you and I are both, well, yeah, we're both women, obviously, and I'm sure um, that in some ways we have been, um, you know, discriminated against or um, treated inferior um, because we were women. And I also, and I didn't even realize it, but when I was watching the documentary, that um she had to tell men that we were that women were being treated inferior in order to get them to see because they didn't know it's like I don't know if they were oblivious or they were blind or or what um and also that even with um they were inferior even back then when minorities were inferior we women were below that um so that was kind of surprising or you know you were you had to obey your husband if you were married <laughs> you know things like that um and i saw that how you know it when you look back at, um, you know, the last 50 years and how much things have changed, but then there's also things that haven't changed or they're coming back and resurfacing, um, you know, um, hate and rage against others, um, a divided country um, in ways that we've never seen before. Um So I think, um, you know, just watching that, I just needed some kind of inspiration just to, you know, for reflection, um, you know, know that, you know, times can change, um, and sometimes they try to revert back to the way they are, but they can change, and you know, one or two people can actually make a difference just by speaking out. Mhm. Mhm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna have to get that. I'm gonna have to get that canvas. Um, so I can. So I can have it um, as well. Yes. Um, but one of the things um, I, I think that um, what really uh, Ruth really um, put her stamp on the world 
how we how we view things, um, what should be looked at. But it wasn't until that second year law student um, was reviewing her work that uh, they, they were they were reviewing her dissent. And you mentioned, you know, she was small in size, so she's five one, right? Um, yeah. Small in stature, but but blew us away with her powerful dissent. Um, you know, also her, you know, also her majority opinions, um, as well. And, you know, with that second-year law student doing that Tumblr post, it brought more awareness to her life, to her work, and she was, she was called lovingly um, Notorious RBG, right? So, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and she loved uh, play it, too. On, yeah, she did. She loved it, and, and it was a play on um, you know notorious B.I.G. Right, and yep. and so it's funny because I remember seeing this interview one day, and it was brought up, and she was unaware of that's what people were calling her, you know, <laughs> notorious R.B.G. And she kind of smiled, and um, and then so then that brought along, uh, soon after that, the movie um, came yep. came along. And it really displayed her life. It really walked us through her life. And now the younger generation is aware of all that she's, <clears throat> all that she's done. And I know we're talking about Ruth, but Sandra Day O'Connor was the first female, and that was uh, on the Supreme Court. And that was uh, Ruth's, you know, role model, um, you know, because now she's uh, – Ruth is the second – um, but the movie, the, the movie, and you know, really for the younger generation to really take a look at her accomplishments, and so some of the things that um, that people may not be aware that you know she she was a top litigator for um, for you know gender gender discrimination. Um, and, you know, one of the things um, she did um, in, in 1972, she became the uh, founding counsel um, of the ACLU's Women's Rights Project. And she co-authored um, in, in, you know, a law book, um, case studies, um, for people to be able to look at and to be able – that's how you learn in school. So yeah. she, um, you know, you know she, she published this, this case book. Um, on gender discrimination, and I think that's really powerful because, you know, l- like you mentioned before, you know, she was helping the males understand and know what discrimination is, um, and with the the case books, that gives people here's the case, here's here's what it looks like, so you're you're able to identify it, it better. Um, you know, we were talking about some of her opinions, and there's there's many um, out there, um, but the 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 one um, that really comes to, to mind um, is her work on her majority's opinion uh, in the United States versus uh, Virginia um, in 1996, and that was VMI, that's the Virginia Military Institute. Um, she said that they violated the Equal Protection Clause. Um, because they would yeah. not allow women into um, their particular school, and you know, and and that changed. She changed that. Um, that is a historical 
um, you know, place to study. It has some heritage. It has history. And she was able to change that. Exactly. And she, what I found interesting, too, is that, you know, we we say, you know, um, equality for women um, and but really, like like you mentioned, it was more about gender equality. There was um, a case she took on um, that was uh, a, a man um, lost his wife during childbirth, and mm-hmm. he had to uh, raise his child. And he tried mm-hmm. to get Social Security benefits so that he could take care of his child. But back then... Mm-hmm. They were called mother's benefits that you 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 only got if you were a mother. Um, mm-hmm. Here he was a now a, you know he's a widowed father and he had to choose between taking care of his child or working. And this is the you know the seventies, so um, it's you know someone had to take care of his child and the fact that they were called mother's benefits and then eventually it was spousal benefits um but you know it was about gender equality because that was also um you know the government had that bias there where they where they called it mother benefits and since he wasn't a mother he wasn't they said he wasn't able to get them yeah um and and you know that was very um you know, that was very powerful. And and you're right. We're not just talking about, you know, rights for women. We're talking about rights for everyone. We wanted to make sure. And I, you know, I I see a little traction. Um, I hate to be the pessimistic person today, but um, we've seen a a little traction in uh, race relations. We've seen a little traction in... um, which, you know, at the time thought that it was a lot of um, traction. But to really peel the onion back, to really see that we really haven't gotten any place at all, right? So, yeah. you know, I definitely think with the hashtag MeToo movement, I think that um, that started to shape, um, you know, how, you know, you know, women, they did not want to be, you know, belittled. Um, with the um, inappropriateness um, that uh, that you know oftentimes um, um, pushed upon them uh, in the workplace, and so I think that that um, that was very that I'm, I'm going to say small is is huge, but when I say small, just just meaning that that was just a small piece. Um, then the bigger the bigger piece you know came in. Um, you know, most recently when we're starting to talk about, you know, we're seeing these uh, race relations, these things on television, and um, now, you know, organizations are really pushing for diversity and inclusion. And so then now we're really hearing where the Me Too movement um, is now being picked up into this diversity movement um, where now, companies who've never had a female CEO, they're on the search and the hunt for one. Um, people who um, they've only, you know, looked around the boardroom and was okay that it was all um, Caucasian males. They were okay with that. 
Well, now, you know, people are being called on the carpet for it. And so I think that, um, I I really do think that um, she would be proud. um, But I think that she would also say, uh, there's still work to be done. Um, I could really hear her say that. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, uh, you know, when I was watching the movie, I was, um, I kind of snickered to myself because there she was, you know, during her confirmation, and it was at the time it was uh, Senator Biden who is now president, um, and you know you could tell how impressed he was, you know, at that. I mean, it took me a minute, to, you know, because he looked so much younger um, to to you know realize who that was, and then I was just thinking that. Um, You know, when you look at um, President Biden's, his his staff, you know, his cabinet and whatever, and I know he's still getting people onto it, but he has, he looks at, you know, our country as something that could be whole, everyone could be equal, and you know, and he has such a diverse, um, you know, he has people of different races, of different sexes working um, with him. You know, it's um, it's like that's a step in the right direction, and I, and I hope that things like that continue. Um, I think there are, uh, personally, I think there are still people that, are, you know, reeling from, um, you know, this past year and everything that's been going on because it seems like everything's being bombarded at at once. Um, And, you know, I'm fortunate that I, um, me and my sons, we have a roof over our head. We can put food on our table and you know we're together though i miss my extended family who i can't see right now um just talk to um but it breaks my heart to see the world reverting back to a place of despair you know we've had ups and downs um and i think that's you know, we need more people like um, like Ruth. Um, you know, no matter how soft your voice is, it doesn't matter. It's what you say and how you gain attention to what you may not realize is right in front of your face. You know, we are a country of diverse people, gender race, whatever, but we're all human. And sometimes you just need that that kick or that, you know, eye-opener. Sometimes you have to actually listen to what people say rather than just hear it because there is a big difference between listening 
and just hearing something. I mean, I wholeheartedly um, agree with, um, with with what you're saying. Um, I, I think that um, I still think that we have a ways to go. I, um, I, I as you were as you were speaking, um, I was thinking about um, the transgender community and um, the high rate that that particular population. Um, is, you know, being hurt, um, being killed um, because they're different. And when I say, when I use the word different, they're different in the minds of whoever's creating that harm towards them. Um, You know, I I think we should, um, you know, I I mean, I, I just, just because someone's different doesn't mean that they are a bad person. Um, If someone is different than me, then that doesn't mean you're a bad person. You know, you are different than me. Um, You know, you live in um, the upper northeast. I'm down south, so that makes us different. Um, You know, so, but it doesn't mean that my thought process or the way that I do things, you know, are just wrong just because we have differences. You know, you know, there's right. other differences that we have, um, but 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 we but we're coming to the, um, I, you know, we're we're very snap, very quick to to snap and and go to stereotypes and and I always uh, tell uh, my uh, my students that stereotypes are a lazy way to understand somebody. Exactly. And I was I was raised um, to I I mean my mother taught me a lot of things. The one the two things that were like the most important thing was one to be kind and that's it sounds simple but it's really not. Um, sometimes it is hard to to be kind to someone and to, you know, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Not necessarily, if someone's a jerk to you, you don't have to be a jerk back. You know, it's, if you, you know, they say kill them with kindness. And, you know, sometimes that's just, you know, you you don't judge people because they're different. You know, when I think about, like, high school, we all want to be, you know, we all want to fit in, but we all want to have our own unique personality, um, you know. And the truth is you can you can do both. I mean, I was the kind of kid that, just because of the way I was raised, I was always polite. I was never rude to, um, I never spoke back to my parents, let alone, like, use vulgar language or anything in front of them. Not that I didn't, I didn't do things wrong and get in trouble and get grounded or even spanked, but I knew, I knew right from wrong, and whenever possible, if I saw something that was wrong, 
you know, I stood up for people who couldn't stand up for themselves. And sometimes I got in trouble with the way I did it, but, you know, I may have done it the wrong way, but I did it for the right reasons. And people don't always understand, you know, other people. If you took a minute to put yourself in their shoes, no matter what color they are, you know, the, you know what type of shoes they have, you might get a, a little bit better understanding of not just who they are, but how they see the world. I think that that you know I agree with you. I think that goes back to um, that goes back to empathy, and then that goes back to taking the time to understand where someone's coming from. Exactly. Um, and I and I don't think that we spend a lot of time doing that. I think that um, um, and you know people they pass. It's really easy to pass judgment um, on um, someone um, just by. Just simple things, um, you know. What do you do for a living? You know, they yeah. may treat you one way because you may have like, I was gonna say some holy jeans, some jeans with holes in it, but that's kind of popular. So, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, maybe yeah. Someone was working in their 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 garden and they needed to run someplace or I don't know. And then you know, someone you know, you know, they're talking, they're kind of having their lip turned up, and then they ask what you do for a living. Oh, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a surgeon. Oh, what type of surgeon? Surgeon are you? Cosmetic. So, so then they're, everything just changes. I see that a lot um, in how people approach and they deal with me. I, I definitely do see it a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's, and some people just look at you and treat you differently because they are, or they assume you're one thing when you're something else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. um, I've had uh, years ago when I I was doing some training. I was a trainer um, for several different classes, and all the students were Army Corps of Engineers, and I had this one class where. I had nine classes. Eight of them were wonderful. But I had this one class where these two men were just rude and obnoxious, and they just didn't like being taught by a female. I had a male partner, but I actually knew more about the subject than he did. He was just kind of following my lead. And mm-hmm. after... The class ended. This man, one of the the two, they wrote. He wrote. It was like a six-page email to my bosses and his bosses about how horrible I was, and that I should never train because, you know. But you could. There was like you know comments about being female and being a woman, and. You know, and I was just, not just appalled, I was embarrassed and upset. You know, this guy was trying to ruin my work reputation, and I was in a position where not many women held at the time. This is the, you know, late 90s, so I, you know, I was in a, a 
a technical department. You know, I worked on computers and um, networking and things like that. And back then, there were very little women in that field. So, you know, it's, you know, it's like grow up, you know? <laughs> but, you know, the thing about that is, Amy, that's said a lot about him and not you, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, that. That's very. Um, it, it is. It's very upsetting when people, um, uh, and I'm going to use the word marginalize when they marginalize us and don't that we are smart enough. And the yeah. one thing, if you if you want my, you know, imagine a cartoon with with steam coming out of your ears. If you want to see, if you want to see that from me, when someone asks me, how do you know that? And so yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself. What do you? How do I know? Like, what, like <laughs> what causes me really grave uh, confusion in my head. But um, this is Women's History Month, and we're gonna have uh, you know a, a slew of great women that we're gonna celebrate. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. And I'm Amy Shannon. Anything that you need to know about us is on our website, weedyaftershow.wixsite.com slash home. Join us again next time. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.